mayor of Las Vegas is gearing up for the Super Bowl, but she's more than a little skeptical that the Oakland A's should or will move to Las Vegas. We have a fascinating interview with her later in the show. Plus, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell held his annual Super Bowl press conference. FIFA announced the host of the World Cup final. Lionel Messi's international tour with Inter Miami is not going according to plan. And the Kansas City Royals just gave out one of the largest contracts in MLB history. It's Tuesday, February 6th. I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter, and this is Front Office Sports Today. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell had his annual press conference on Monday. Joining me now to discuss is front office sports senior reporter AJ Perez, who attended the presser. Welcome, AJ. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, so Goodell is, you know, as someone in his role, is usually pretty good at not making a whole lot of news. Uh, but at least we did get uh, some news about the NFL's plans for the Super Bowl and um, and their attitude towards streaming. So what did we learn there? There's been speculation for a while, and it kind of kind of ramped up a little bit a few days ago when John Skipper, the former head of ESPN, uh, predicted that by the end of the current deals, which these current deals, the current broadcasts and streaming deals end in 2031, he predicted by by then the Super Bowl would be a, behind some kind of a paywall, whether that be pay-per-view or streaming. And uh, Roger Goodell was asked actually a couple of times about streaming. Um, and uh, he said not during his, you know, it's not going to happen while he's commissioner. And he's commissioner at least uh, four more years. And uh, and, they're keep, and that can be extended again uh, as well. So it looks like it looks like uh, if you want to watch the Super Bowl for free on broadcast, like it'll be on CBS on Sunday. Uh, you're you're good for the next uh, few years. Yeah. And you know, this is something where I do believe him. You know, sometimes people in his position, you know, it's it's true until it's not. But if, he, if he's saying, you know, not not until these deals are done, basically, then uh, then. I'm I'm guessing that is going to be the case. Um, uh, I know he also made some comments about everyone's uh, new favorite NFL fan, Taylor Swift. What do you have to say there? Yeah, there was, uh, you know, he was asked a few times about uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and including whether the NFL and Roger Goodell were be signing behind some conspiracy to get Taylor Swift involved in, I guess, the NFL and I guess with Travis Kelsey, which has been, it's been on, it's been on X. Yeah. It, and he pushed back so hard. It's like how to, and it's, it, you know, it, it, it's, just, we're, we're, we're in a political year. Some people are going to be trying to make something out of nothing over this, like among other things. So it was never a really legit, you know, but it had to be asked really, because, uh, you know, it, it has, you know, boosted the league. We have, you know, as we reported, we have cosmetic sponsors coming on board for the Super Bowl and, and advertising both regional and national. Which, uh, which is, you know, pretty, you know, which is a new, a new segment kind of taking the place of digital assets, which kind of crashed. Um, so there's, uh, so there's there, and obviously we've seen the television numbers go up. Now, how much did Taylor Swift play a part in that, especially in the NFC championship game, which was pretty high, highly rated? Um, you know, that's, you know, there, there's, there, there is a bottle for sure. But I, but the whole the whole thing about the, the league being behind the relationship has been hilarious. And anything else of of note, uh, or or is did Goodell kind of manage to to dodge everything that that might have come his way? Yeah, he gets uh, you know he, he's done, he's been on this job for a long time, uh, so he knows what he knows the the landmines that exist, and that's kind of one of the reasons why a lot of people have speculated why this was, this this conference was on a Monday because right now, which is I'm I'm in a hallway right now. Outside of kind of right you now, one of the one of the stairways here at uh, the Raiders Stadium, because uh, the Chiefs are going on right now, 
for opening night, and that'll be 49 hours after that. So people, there was a speculation like, did the league do this? But it used to be on Wednesday, uh, you know, and it was that was you know, it was on Wednesday since 20, 2017. And before that, it was on Friday before the Super Bowl. So now we're just a lot of the reporters aren't in town yet. It had 125 people were invite only. Usually, it's like the attendance is a lot more wide open with six or seven times more reporters. Um, yeah, so this was. Uh, uh, we had, so we had, we, we were there, uh, you know, there was about 12, 13 questions asked by media members lasted about 50 minutes. Yeah, there were, he, he did, there was no, uh, gotcha moments really. Um, and, uh, you know, Goodell is very well prepped. He has a very good PR staff and, uh, and, uh, who can, you know, get a, Goodell already knows what's going to be asked a lot of the times because we see, because they see the reports that, that, that we and others do, they know, uh, they, they know what's going to be on the fans' minds and then we speak for the fans. So that, so that was, uh, you know, either was, there's really been never, there's, you know, the gotcha moments that Jim Trotter was not here. Um, uh, and, uh, he, but there was a reporter, I'm uh, sorry, a radio host, uh, Darren Smith in Kansas City, who asked the Jim Trotter type question about diversity in the NFL media, which, which should Goodell handle? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, we'll get him next year. Uh, AJ Perez, live from Las Vegas. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. FIFA has announced the location of the 2026 World Cup final, and it did so in a very confusing way. The championship match, which is one of the most anticipated games of the decade in any sport, will be at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. But for the World Cup, it won't be called MetLife Stadium because FIFA does not acknowledge sponsors other than its own corporate partners. So instead, MetLife is listed as New York, New Jersey Stadium. As for how New York got in there, FIFA is just doing what the New York Jets and Giants do, associating itself with a bigger city than the one the games are actually happening in. Similarly, AT&T, Gillette, SoFi, and Hard Rock Stadiums will respectively turn into Dallas Stadium, Boston Stadium, Los Angeles Stadium, and Miami Stadium. Speaking of SoFi, I mean Los Angeles Stadium, there will be modifications to allow the playing field to get larger for soccer matches. SoFi was a contender to host the final, but there were questions about whether its dimensions were appropriate for FIFA's World Cup specifications. The U.S. will open its 2026 World Cup at the newly modified field. Staying with soccer, Inter-Miami is taking Lionel Messi on a global tour shortly before the MLS season starts on February 21st, but things are not going according to plan. This is the chant that greeted the team and its co-owner David Beckham when they played an exhibition match in Hong Kong. Yes, those fans are chanting refund because some of them paid $600 to be there and Messi didn't play due to a hamstring injury. Similarly, Inter-Miami played a match against Al Nasser, the team of Cristiano Ronaldo, but if you went there to see those two legends, you got about 10 minutes of Messi, who came on in the 83rd minute, and zero minutes of Ronaldo, who sat out with a left calf injury. This is exactly what Kylian Mbappe was talking about when he said that as teams and leagues fill up schedules with as many games as you can pack in, some fans are going to be disappointed, because the stars they are coming out for are more likely to be worn down or injured. By the way, Inter-Miami could have used some help against Al Nasser. Even without Ronaldo, the Saudi club crushed them 6-0. The largest player contract in the history of the Kansas City Royals, or indeed any Central Division team in the National or American League, now belongs to Bobby Witt Jr., who agreed to an 11-year, $288.8 million contract extension with the team. And that's just the guaranteed part. If the Royals want an extra three years of Witt's services, they can tack on another $89 million to make it a 14-year, $377 million deal. The base deal would be the 16th largest in MLB history. If the extension gets picked up, that would make it the third largest deal in baseball history. The Royals won the World Series in 2015, and quickly after that stopped seeming like a serious team. 
They've finished last or second to last in a weak AL Central each year since 2018. And teams like that sometimes need a big head-turning move to say, we're back. The Royals have designs on a new stadium. Team owner John Sherman says details should be coming by the end of the month. Until then, we have no information about where the Royals' next home will be or what it will look like. But whenever they do move into their new stadium, we know who will be playing shortstop. Up next, I spoke to Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman, who has held that job since 2011, preceded by her husband, Oscar, who was mayor for the 12 years before that. We, of course, talked about the Super Bowl coming to Las Vegas. We talked about the city's rise as a sports destination. She's thrilled with the Golden Knights. She is convinced the NBA will be there before long, but she's not convinced that the Oakland A's are actually coming, and she also doesn't seem to think that they should. She also said that the Formula One race there was indeed very tough on small businesses. It was an interview that did not go how I expected in a number of ways, and that is coming up next. All right, very happy to be joined now by the mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman. Welcome, Mayor Goodman. Oh, and so nice to meet you, and uh, we're having a rainstorm right now from California. We get all your everything from California comes here. We got a lot of people moving here, too. So, you know, there, there's so much anticipation with, with the coming to Vegas. How do you think this, this Super Bowl is going to be different from previous ones uh, with Vegas as host? Well, because that's what we do. That's it. That's the concentration. Hospitality, conventions, fun, a 24-7 town, lots of amenities that do nothing but make people happy. They can come here and just enjoy life. It's a resting place in addition to being a very exciting place of economic growth and development right and do you anticipate, you know, certainly there are going to be short-term effects. Do you anticipate long-term effects as well uh, from hosting the game that you're going to be feeling, you know, months, maybe even years later? Well, you know, the name Las Vegas, unlike Nevada or some other name, our Clark County larger area, the name Las Vegas is known worldwide. How do you build a world-class city? And um, having read a lot and done a lot of studying on that, a piece of it, a very significant piece, was uh, bringing in major league sports. And of course, world, uh, the FIFA uh, soccer, certainly now we know that's coming here and 26 to the United States, which is wonderful. But for us to be able to develop and have sports developing here as it has been. And he went out to seek each commissioner each top commissioner of every league, every major league sports, to talk to them starting in 1999-2000 to say, you need to have a franchise here. Building a city, perfect place for a franchise. And so lo and behold, um, we began slowly, but we're here. Yeah, and that's the next thing I was going to ask you. So you started reaching out in 1999, what made it so that, you know, two decades later, now, we, you know, the NHL came, the, NF the NFL, uh, you got Formula One, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the A's, but, um, you know, they, they appear to be on their way. Um, and the NBA is certainly going to consider Vegas uh, when they expand. No, 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 I can assure you that's a when, not an if. I know they're coming. We've been working on that through my whole term. Got so close. And, of course, the franchise fee now has in each different sport. Huge. Um, and then actually, yeah, since you say that, uh, when I expect the NBA to expand, you know, probably sometime this decade, 
I would be very surprised if Seattle does not get a team. That leaves one more spot. Uh, wh- why Why are you uh, pretty sure it's going to be Vegas? I know David Stern at the time was the commissioner, and he was mentoring, of course, Adam Silver, who is now the commissioner of the NBA. And uh, it's been 25 years of us bothering either David or Adam. And I just know, they know this is a place you can fly direct from many international cities, easily direct, nonstop. You don't have to go somewhere. Um, Two, it's accessible to almost every big city in the country. And again, we're like 20 minutes outside these 155,000 hotel rooms. And you mentioned that the A's are... Close to a done deal, but not yet signed, sealed, delivered. What what action will make you say, okay, they are officially coming to Las Vegas? Well, I think Mr. Fisher and I think um, Dave Cabal has been here innumerable times, and I've met him innumerable times. Um, I know in the back there, both of their minds is, if we could just get Oakland to go ahead and build us what we need here, because certainly you have the fan base there. We already have the the Raiders, and um, it just each city needs to have that spirit of sports. And you know, I see that, and of course, the team has not been doing very well. And uh, but then again, too, you know, when you know what other ownerships and franchises do to build their teams um, to come here and take down an old hotel and put it right at the heart of uh, the strip and more congestion. We have enough congestion right now, but which we just experienced with uh, Formula One, as you know, came here. And I just think there's an appetite. I run it into people from Oakland all the time. They want to keep the team. And it's just the government um, up there. Uh, it does, it costs money. And you either have to find tax breaks that'll work. Um, I'm not sure if you have oppor- uh, opportunity zones up there, but ways for the city really to get behind having them. I know the people would feel that's the best. And while we have fans, obviously part of the Raiders uh, fan base, and people fly in all the time still to come in from Oakland for a Raiders game. And Raiders, you know, until they are the Las Vegas Raiders, of course, but they're definitely, they're all, they'll always for another decade probably still have that great fan base from Oakland. And I love the people from Oakland. And I think they deserve to have their team. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to to hear you lay that out. It sounds like, I mean, yeah, certainly, I'm in the area. Certainly, Oakland wants to keep the A's. Uh, the people here want to keep the A's. It, from what you're saying, it sounds like if... Still, if um, somehow the city and Fisher and Caval, the A's leadership, got together, there's still, sounds like they would still stick around here uh, from, from what you're saying. Do you think that's accurate? Well, I mean, it's your government. It really is. I mean, you've got to find, I mean, to me, if you want something badly enough, you find a way to get it done. Um, certainly here, I think those who've been involved with the conversations and the planning um, and as I said, Dave Cabal and his team have uh, many, 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 many meetings uh, picked on different sites 
this one's definite. No, they don't like it anymore. This one's the one. No, not that one. And that's the reason I keep thinking there's something wrong here. Um, And maybe just waiting it out. And um, it's not a vote because the people, I'm not sure the funds are there. So how do you find and make the funds happen? I just know that Mr. Fisher, um, a long-time um, successful family, um, in my opinion, um, needs to listen to the people that are up there. It's their team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a very strange episode last year when the A said we have a binding agreement <laughs> at, um, what is it, the... Now I'm, I'm blanking on the site. At the Tropicana site. Well, yeah, but, but before the Tropicana, oh. they said we have a binding agreement somewhere else. Oh, right. And then two weeks later, they said, now we have a binding agreement at the Tropicana. Right. Um, I mean, we had entertained them down here. We have a very large complex, probably about 60 acres. We probably could cobble together more land so they could possibly have 100 acres. Um, and it's in the historic old part of town which is where all major interstate highways come together. We have seven access points to it. It is in an opportunity zone. There are all these benefits. And so when they said no, I thought, hmm, this doesn't make sense. Here's a great site. They can get a great price on it because it's owned by the city. We went out to reach for them. And yet, no, they're going to go out, want to get closer to the strip with all the congestion and everything. And I thought, this does not make sense. And so why is it happening? And then I thought, well, because they really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent um, dream. And yet they can't get it on. Yeah, I mean, there there are sort of a lot of questions about the Tropicana site. One, it's it's nine acres, and they want to build a retractable roof, and there are right. a lot of questions about whether that's going to fit. Yeah, you you also mentioned the congestion a couple oh, times. Congest- you have um, no idea. And then the congestion to the rest of the private properties out there. It just oh my goodness. Yeah, I guess I didn't have to ask you. Would it be a good thing <laughs> if the A's do in fact move to the Tropicana? I uh, personally, and having lived here, even though I grew up in New York City, I have, and I'm so young, uh, I've lived in this town this year, 60 years. And so know the town like the back of my hand. I personally think they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it's just not what I expected from the mayor of Las Vegas. But, you know, I think, again, um, if they stay in Oakland, I would expect you guys would get uh, an expansion team uh, before long. And I feel like a lot of people want that. I mean, then you would have your own Vegas branded team that isn't just kind of this this migrating team. Oakland would get to keep the team they love. Well, it's true. And it very well could be Oakland. And it is possible after, even though they're talking about that small little site, it's not done till it's done. And in my opinion, they could turn around and say, you know what, we want to come back downtown. We're going to take that whole neighborhood, put in a hotel and put in this whole sports complex and marry with the university and do all these great technology things and stuff. So until it's done, it's not done. 
I, I do need to ask you uh, about, so the Formula One race, um, um, a handful of small business owners are suing the county over losses related to construction um, and disturbance around around that race in November. Uh, is the city or the county planning to do anything different in light of those issues as we look there toward this year's we're, race? We're looking at that very carefully. We've got a whole committee that's really investigating it. The strip and the hotels that bordered the F1 did extreme better than ever, ever probably in the history of our city. However, small businesses and outlying businesses had the worst, anywhere from 30 to 40% off. And it wasn't like it was a quick two-week turnaround, build a roads. It was four and a half months. And that is very difficult because we have so many people who have their families, inheritance, and monies in a small business, and you can't close that down and take away access for that amount of time. So we're looking, and there's a committee, as I said, that's put a, uh, been developed within Las Vegas, not the F1, because back four or five years ago, they came when I was still, I'm still mayor at the time, to put it downtown. And uh, we had two locales that I asked our public works, lay out a map, see if you can get this Formula One track built in and around where these two sites are. And after a draft was done of that, I took it to the downtown hotels and the small businesses, and we didn't get one vote to hold it downtown. They said, we can't afford to close down the streets but we're much smaller than the strip area. So obviously at that point, they must have been talking and seeing where else they could go. And uh, yet the whole city did feel that squeeze small businesses as well. But we're looking because we have made a commitment to the F1 for, I think, up to 10 years, but for sure three. And so what they can do next time so they don't have to close down all the roads and access. Yeah. And so in in light of that, um, does it make you, you know, reconsider anything about, I mean, you know, Vegas, obviously it's, it's made for hosting. It's, it's, you know, such a hospitality capital. Um, but does anything about that episode sort of make you rethink, you know, how you're going to treat these major events going forward, you know, the Super Bowl certainly being one of the biggest you could possibly have. Well, you know everything, um, especially with your own background and excellent education. There's never just one thing or one way. Everything is multifaceted. And you have to look at, which is what we did down here when that F1 came to talk about running the track here. Um, and you have to look at all, side, all sides of an issue then come to a resolve what's best. And so it doesn't mean F1 um, might move its locale, but the promoters have to agree with the city and find a location that works as well for the race as well as for the entire So it's dialogue and it's always compromise. Yeah, absolutely. Mary Goodman, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you, Owen. Take care. Good luck to you. That is it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend who might like it as well. Thanks for listening. We will see you tomorrow.